1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnold. I'm back again this week so I can uh, instill a little discipline in this show for crying I appreciate out loud. that. You guys last week just dropped the ball. We did, big time. Two minutes late <laughs> getting the show started. So this is why you're forcing me to go on a minute early. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah, because I can't read the screen and tell how long things are. So I have a hard time, you know, figuring those, things out. Yeah, I, I admit, those digital clocks are, you know, they're all awfully confusing. They're really, really confusing. Well, you know, at 12, at 929, you'd think a three-minute song would be done by 930, right? <laughs> sure. What kind of math class you took in school, but uh, whatever makes it fun. Dow City area and grad, folks. All right. There you go. All right. So, so I, I, I'm not sure. Where, where should we start? Let's start with this. Maybe the greatest college football statistic I have ever heard in my entire life. Okay. And this is compliments of Mr. Mike Franey. I'm going to call him out on this one right now. <laughs> Mr. So, Hawkeye himself. Yes. Yes, Mr. <laughs> Hawkeye himself. Uh, he sends me a statistic the other morning. We were talking about the Iowa-Wisconsin game, and quite frankly, a game that set offense in football back about 50 years. Uh, it looked like they had just invented the forward pass. We could say that almost every week, couldn't we? we, we could. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, the, the, the different stat is uh, they had, what, 49 yards passing and 500 yards punting? Yes. And, which is, you know, hey, punting is winning. But uh, <laughs> this one was awesome. He sends me this meme that says, the Hawkeyes are now 6-0 and when they score at least one point in a game. <laughs> they, of course, are six and one. Yes. And, uh, yeah, so all they need to do is manage to score anything in the game, and they win the game. Right. So give them credit, man. They yeah. Are finding ways to win. You got to admire that about them because that's what the game is all about. I yeah. had that conversation with Jeff Honnold yesterday. He said it's too boring, and, he, you know, it's not entertaining. He he wants to be entertained when he watches the game. I says, isn't the, the main thing just to win the game? And he goes, not like this. It is. I mean, college football yeah. is entertainment, yeah. and, and it's, it's frustrating to watch an offense struggle that much on right. that level. Uh, where they should be able to move the ball somewhat. You right. would think, you know, some they break off a big long run and you might I was thinking, okay, game's over. I might as well turn it off. Right. Yeah. And, I mean that was the case because well, the defense for Iowa is just it's so, so good. good. Yeah. They shut Wisconsin down. Never have I seen a defense force that many fumbles on the ground. They right. didn't get them all, but Every time I turned around, Wisconsin was fumbling the ball because of a hard hit yep. from the Iowa defense. Yeah, give the Hawkeyes a lot of credit. They, oh, yeah. they, as bad as that offense is, and I think every fan, Iowa fan would agree their offense is bad. Their defense and their special teams make up for mm-hmm. it. And, you know, they're 6-1. and one. I, I said it before the year started, they're going to win the West. I, I stick with that point, uh, you know. Um, I don't. They're not going to go anywhere because they play defense, and their special teams is always really, really good. Yeah, and they're they're going to win those games. I think. Uh, well, <laughs> you know, they could win every game three to nothing from right. here on out. Yeah, and and it would you know you'd still finish up with what about a ten and one record? Yeah, and go to the Big Ten championship game, and then yeah. you got to deal with like a Michigan or, or an Ohio, Ohio State. State or a Penn State, and yeah. who knows what happens on that day? Maybe you get a couple of turnovers or something, and and, and anything can happen. But uh, I, yeah. I, those teams are so good offensively that they're not. Not gonna, one one or two turnovers is not going to kill them right. like it does every Big Ten West team. Yeah, and, and eventually what happens in games like that is what's what happened to Iowa here in the last few years when they've played those teams is the defense wears down because the offense can't do anything. 
and they're not on the field long enough and the defense has to be out on the field for so many plays mm-hmm. that they eventually start to give up some stuff. I'm going to throw out um, a stat here real quick. You had, you had had the one from Franey. I saw a tweet on, on Sunday after the Iowa women hosted their basketball game at Kinnick, oh, yeah. which, was, which was really cool, <laughs> that by was the way. Aw- that was, that that was, was awesome. awesome. Yeah, that it was, was great. But Caitlin Clark, another triple-double. She had 34 points in the game. So I, this isn't me again, folks. This was somebody else put it out. I think it was Barstool or somebody like that. But they're like, Caitlin Clark scored more points in that game than the Iowa offense has in their last six home conference games. Not Iowa as a total, wow. but their offense. Yeah. That that is an incredible stat as well. I yes. mean, it's just amazing. I mean, they the the over under for that Wisconsin game was thirty four and a half. Right, which they were talking about that hasn't been seen since you know the mid two thousands. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if you know they got Minnesota coming right. up this weekend. Yeah. I mean, is the over under going to be? 25? I think it's 24 or 25, somewhere in there. Is it? I think. Wow. I, I, don't, I don't gamble, so I'm not for sure. I don't either. Just, yeah, just in some conversations but I just, that I've yeah. had. Yeah. It's, so. it's, it's crazy the way the season has been going, but... Six and one. Right. How yeah. can you argue with six and one? Yeah. So throw out one more quick thing. So yesterday morning, I'm listening to some radio, sports radio out of Nebraska, and, and they're talking. And, uh, of course you are. Yes. And, and, <laughs> and, and, and I, I, I laugh because they weren't saying that Nebraska is going to win out. But Nebraska could control their own destiny if they would win out. So they were jokingly saying, okay, if Nebraska and Iowa both win out, do we really want to win that Black Friday game? Because whoever goes mm-hmm. to the Big Ten championship game is going to get pounded so they're like should we just win up until that game and then lose that game so we can watch the Hawkeyes go and get beat by 30 or 40 in the Big Ten Championship yeah. game instead of ourselves getting embarrassed in the Big Ten Championship game. That's what the, the two announcers were talking about. Honestly, yeah, and they call it the Heroes game. I think they need to come yeah. up with a new name for that uh, one. Yeah. It's like, I don't want a bowl. <laughs> you know, I don't want to win that game. Yeah, I don't want Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State. Yeah, Give me so, Indiana in the Big Ten Championship game. So Iowa State, they looked yeah, good they did. over the weekend at Cincinnati, and uh, everybody's like, oh, how you know, Matt Campbell in the hot seat talk was just totally overblown. No, it wasn't. Yeah. At the, after that game at Ohio, the trajectory of that team was not good. And give them, give them all the credit in the world. They changed Absolutely. on offense. They opened things up. They went a different direction. And look at the results they've right. had since then. Undefeated since then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and sitting in second place in the conference right now. So, yeah, I was one of those guys even before the season having conversations with my diehard Iowa State fans saying, okay, you know, with the, with the loss of the guys that you had with the gambling thing and everything, I'm like, if you win two or three at the most this year, is, is, is Matt Campbell in some trouble? Or does he get a buy this year because of, you know, the, the gambling issues and the, and the youth of this team? And they even were talking that, you know, depending on how bad they looked, that, that it could be trouble for him. And, and yeah. now I think he's in pretty good pretty good ground. Winning cures everything. You're in second place in the Big 12 right now with a 3-1 and one record, only yeah. trailing Oklahoma. Granted, you still got a long way to go. And then right. you know, got to go to Baylor coming up, not this weekend, but the following weekend. So you got a long way to go. But, yeah, I mean, it, had they continued to look the way they did, Absolutely. The hot seat talk was yes. was perfectly appropriate. But yeah, a good coach will find a way to make adjustments. And that's what they did. Yeah. So, Talked to an Iowa story. State friend of mine yesterday on Sunday. And I'm like, you know, I wish you guys would open up your offense before the Iowa game. I know. That's what just <laughs> I, I, I think every Iowa State fan is just dying. It's like, come on. Early in the season, we should have you know been playing yeah. like this, this yeah. style of football. Quit yep. trying to play the, you know, the possession game or something like open it up a little bit. Yep. So, anyway, so Iowa and Iowa State, they're they're I mean, they're both I, doing very, very well, but yes. doing it very different ways. Yes.
So, yes, absolutely. You ready for the trivia question this I week? I am. All right, we're going back to baseball here. Okay, I'm going to uh, try and figure this one out. Because my twins actually won a postseason series. Okay, they yes. beat uh, They beat the Toronto Blue Jays yep. 2-0 before losing to Houston in the next round. So who else has the long – twins had it. The longest postseason series drought. Now who owns that title of okay. the longest – Postseason drought. series drought, not World Series, just right. but any series. Any, so they, in the playoffs. they get into the playoffs and then don't win. Yeah. Okay. Some teams that are up there might surprise you. Detroit is actually up there. They right. are fourth. It's been ten years since yeah. they have uh, have won a postseason series. So that's that's the third. That's the fourth longest. Okay. So there's three more that are up on top of that, but we're only looking for the top one. Okay. So all right, that's your trivia question of the week. Where do you want to start? Uh, first of all, let's talk about the Kemper game. Yeah. Kemper playoff game. They're moving it to Harlan. Yep. And you got that yesterday. There's a little confusion. You're like, okay, Harlan calls you and says, we're, we're hosting. And then, yeah. wait a minute, not official yet. Yeah. Yeah. Harlan called me yesterday morning to let me know that they had kind of talked to Kemper and they were planning on hosting the game and that they were going to have press box space for our announcer. So I appreciate that. So I reached out to Kemper. And they do a Just, fantastic job do. down there in Harlan. Yeah, they do. And I so I reached out to Kemper to double check uh, and uh, it, I got the yeah not quite yet we're still working on some other things you know it's a possibility but not quite yet but then just a few hours later uh, Mike Power the AD at Kemper who does a really great job gave me a call and, and said yeah we are we are headed to Harlan and, and that's where the game's going to be at on Friday so um, you know the, the thing is is I guess the state had said that they could play a doubleheader here in town but what the first game couldn't start before five o'clock second game couldn't start later than seven thirty. so um, Carroll High was willing to move. They were willing to play the 5 o'clock game. They were willing to even try and play at 7.30. Uh, but Boyden Hall Rock Valley did not want to move the game up and did not want to delay the game by half an hour. So Boyden Hall Rock Valley kind of is the the school that shot down the, the possibility. Uh, mm-hmm. Kemper reached out to the state and said, you know, we could kick off at 4.30. Cherokee would be okay with that. But the state, you know, and I get it. They, they, they didn't want the game starting before 5 o'clock. So if they could have went at 4.30, they might have been able to get the doubleheader in, uh, but uh, they are going to be playing down at Harlan. So thanks to everybody down at Harlan for hosting yeah. and, and, and for the Kemper crowd, it's, it's an hour drive, but it's, not that bad of a drive, and, and it's a turf field, so they should be pretty good. Cherokee actually has a longer drive now than what they would have if they would have played. And I think part of the reason yeah. I wondered if they wanted to go to BV was the talk last week, but BV would be a short drive for Cherokee. Uh, so that would, yeah, have only been a like, yeah, it would have been like a home game for them. So I can, can un, kind of understand maybe why the whole BV um, idea kind mm-hmm. of maybe got changed. So Yeah, but that does sound surprising. Boyden, Hull Rock Valley was the team that said no. Yeah, yeah. So they did not want to play at 5 o'clock, and they did not want to. I, I don't. The 731, I can understand maybe not at 5 o'clock. You got parents and, and everything that it's going to be hard to get off work, mm-hmm. and, and you're going to have to get your kids out of school around noon to, to get down here for a five o'clock kickoff because that's a long bus haul but the 731 the one that that, that, that slightly confuses me out because you're going to get home probably a half an hour later but you're already going to get home late um, exactly and you know, what's a half an hour thing. right because yeah. kemper kicked off their final regular season game at 730 yeah so there's still some teams out there that go with the 730 with a 730 kickoff so yeah so i just uh, slightly i don't know if anybody truly 
understands why it was a no, but uh, it, it was a no from, from Boyden Hill Rock Valley, from what I understand. So. All right, so there's that. Uh, also, let's talk about tickets for the playoffs, by the way, because everybody's going to yes. be wanting to get a hold of those. You can't go up to the gates and buy them. you got to get them in advance. Yeah, you do. You can go to, to the gate and buy them, but you just can't go out and buy them in person or like, like you used to be able to do. Mm-hmm. So it's different in the regular season than it is the postseason. You have to go to the uh, – for football playoffs, you have to go to the association's website and purchase the tickets on layer. Uh, if you're wanting to do volleyball, that has to go to the girls' union. Now, I know uh, the schools, most of them here in the local area, will have a debit card and a credit card reader so you can buy them there. Um but you can't just walk up and buy a ticket. So you have to walk up, and then they're going to either have to probably walk it through you on your phone, or if they have an iPad, the school might be able to, to go on. But you'll have to actually purchase them there. But they really want you, the, the state mm-hmm. does. This isn't the school. It's the state wanting everything purchased ahead of time. Uh, because if you get everybody standing in line and waiting for them to process all of this stuff, it, it can take a little bit longer. So um, Yeah, like know. the regular season, you can't just walk up and, and buy right. it with cash right you need to, yeah you need yeah. to have pretty much everybody's cashless anymore and has been now for well since pretty much covid so but uh yeah so just to change i know some of the ad's got a hold of me here in the last couple of days and wanted me to kind of inform everybody you have to go you can't go to varsity bound to get them you have to go to the association or to the union's website to be able to get the tickets all right Linda, let's talk a little football here the week nine matchup that's not going to happen are weaver coon rapids bear did signed up to play a week nope, nine they, they no? did no no they they did they're not going to play yeah, oh, that's what I was nine. getting yeah, to. Yeah, okay. Yeah, they had not. <laughs> they hadn't signed up for one. So, oh, okay. There was there was no week nine game when they lost last week. They decided not to pick up an extra game. I probably didn't ah, explain okay. that to you better well, a year before. There we go. So, before we went on the air. So, so forget about going because it's not going to happen anyway. Yes. So, uh, what else? What else we need? Oh, we sack of the game. Let's do that one. Yes. So yeah. we, we want to get that out of the way. That's brought to you by Market on Thirty, by the way, and uh, we'll have our winner coming up in thirty seconds. Good morning, all student athlete parents. Don't let your hectic schedules keep you from feeding your family. The Market on 30 can help you with quick and easy options like Pasquale's Pizzas, our famous mac and cheese, chicken strips, and much more. The Market on 30 in the BP Plaza. And once again, Market on 30 hosting our, is sponsoring our sack of the game, and it happened during the Kemper game. Yes. Uh, describe the sack of the game, because this is this is a wild scenario. Yeah, so Kemper took their first drive right down the field, long drive scored. Um Southeast Valley was on a, a, a long drive themselves on their opening possession. In fact, we had two possessions total in the first half. Southeast Valley's <laughs> opening possession actually lasted into the second quarter. Uh, but uh, so they get it down inside the Carol, the Kemper 15. Um, they've got a third down. They end up getting called for intentional grounding. So you get the penalty on that. Loss of uh, down. Loss yep. of down. So it's fourth down. Well, then Tate Barrett, like he's done all year long, sees a little crease and uses that speed to come in from his linebacker spot and ends up sacking the uh, the quarterback on the fourth down play uh, for Southeast Valley. Well, he tackled him all the way back at the 45-yard line. So they had it inside <laughs> the 15, and then after the penalty and after the sack, uh, Kemper ends up taking over at their own 45-yard line. Wow. that I mean, what a turnaround that yes. was. So that Momentum, was the, huge momentum change. No kidding. That is yeah. the sack of the game, and congratulations to Brian Reinert. He is the winner this week of the Market on 30 sack of the game. And again, you can just walk on into Market on 30. Check out some of the great stuff they have there and get signed up. You can win a free sack of groceries with Market on 30 in the sack of the week. 
All right, let's talk a little. Uh, what do we want? To, do we got time to talk about some football? You want to talk volleyball? What do you want to do? Um, let's go volleyball. Beans. We had some of that last night. Uh, we had our class a one A portion of the tournament last night. All six of our one A schools were in action. Uh, Game of the night, though. Yeah, the match of the night. Glidden Ralston, Icam Manning. Sadly, the bad thing was is with. Glidden playing Icam Manning and Coon playing Audubon, we are guaranteed to lose a couple of teams because mm-hmm. you have local schools playing against each other. But, uh, yeah, you mentioned that. Um, I heard Nick say it in the post game last night as I was driving back from Correctionville with the Arweva game. He's like, you know, if everybody looked at this on paper, they would have thought Glidden Ralston probably rolls through this one in three. But Icam Manning said not so fast. And uh, that young group, along with that senior group that they have, came out and played well last night. Dropped, I, Glidden wins the first set, 25 to 18. But then Icam Manning comes back, wins set two twenty five eighteen, then edges a twenty five to twenty three win in set number three to take a two to one lead, mm-hmm. uh, and then uh, Glidden Ralston kind of got things rolling again and, and comes back and wins comfortably in game four, and then it was a even start. They were tied at three, and then Glidden serve kind of was the difference last night. Uh, I think they ended up with eighteen aces if I remember correctly, and uh, got a, quite a few of those in sets four and in set five, and they pull away for a fifteen to six victory in that fifth set. But, uh, yeah, tip your cap to, to Icam Manning. Came in with four wins against a 24-25 win. The Lydon-Ralston team, and, and you give them all they can handle for most of the match. Yeah, that, that was such an unusual matchup. We rarely ever see Glidden-Ralston and Icam Manning meeting up in any sport. Anything, yes. Yeah, Icam Manning, first year down in 1A for volleyball. They'd been 2A in the past. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's... You know, with six of our ten schools now, one A schools, we're probably going to start to see more of those matchups. But that's one I'd like to see in the future because, you know, Glidden's got a really good program going right now with Krista Bunt. You can see the, the you know, the growth of that uh, group from IKM Manning with Michaela Cron, mm-hmm. and and I think the future is going to be bright for them. Sounds like they've got some talent coming into the program with some of the younger grades. So uh, that should be a fun. I hopefully it's going to be a fun matchup that maybe we can see more often. Yeah, McKaylee was part of that group that came out that were very strong IKM Manning yes, teams. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Tremendous player, played in college, coach club, uh, and, and she has that connection with Glidden because she was at Glidden before yeah. she hudded back down to her alma mater down there at uh, IKM Manning. So uh, Glidden Ralston advances. They're going to get a foe they know well on Wednesday night. They get a host, Booyer Valley, who won the Rolling Valley Conference and won at home against Glidden 3-1 to earlier this year. So those two will play coming up on Wednesday night. The other local matchup, Audubon, Coon Rapids Baird. Audubon ended up winning that one 3-0. Sounds like Coon was kind of in in each of the sets mm-hmm. until about that 9-10 point range. And then uh, Audubon, uh, Maddie Nielsen, Harlow Miller are really, really good. Addie Hooker's done a great job as their setter this year. And then they just kind of got rolling and picked up a sweep there. Uh, the one that's interesting for me is, is they go to River Valley now, who's ranked number 15. And I covered the River Valley Arweva game. And River Valley ended up winning 3-0. But Arweva really played, I thought, pretty well in a lot of areas, especially in sets one and two. And then they kind of ran into a struggle with the serve receiver about midway through set two and then things kind of started bad for them in that third set and they ended up getting swept but in watching River Valley um, I think Audubon's got a very legitimate chance I I would almost favor Audubon to go up there and and maybe get that win having seen them several times now I've only seen River Valley the one time but I you know with what I've seen from Audubon this year if River Valley plays the way they did last night I think Audubon goes up there and knocks off the number 15 team in state very nice Uh, also uh, our 
we uh, River, uh, excuse me, Peyton Trudan bombing on the playoffs one and uh, one to three was yes, the yeah, set score. Yeah, they were the only one not in region one. They go over to uh, Colonesco last night, uh, win that first set, uh, winning at twenty five, I think to eighteen, if I remember right, and then uh, uh, things kind of struggled for them after that as they ended up losing three straight. But uh, you know, Coach Sparher and I texted back and forth a little bit last night when she got back driving the bus back home. But uh, you know, she talked about the fact that they really saw, especially in set one, one senior on that group, they're playing a bunch of freshmen. They kind of saw the future and, and mm-hmm. what can be ahead for them with the way they played in that first set last yeah, night. Yeah, claiming, claiming a set yes. is a good one. So they've got a little momentum. Kind of They can think, think about that in the offseason. But uh, as far as tonight goes, Carroll Tigers, they're going to be in action. Then tomorrow night, we got a triple header in volleyball playoffs. Yes. So to, tonight, we've got Carroll hosting Dennis and Slashwick. Tigers won this matchup earlier this year, uh, but they're going to have to play well. Dennis mm-hmm. and Slashwick better, just like Carroll. Both teams have gotten better as the season's gone on. So, um, Tigers have a really good chance, though, and probably should win this one tonight. Uh, and a win would then send them down to number two, Indianola, coming up on Thursday night. So uh, that's you know, a road trip. That is a road trip. The, the The fun part for me is one, I get to see Carroll play twice because I'll do tonight and then I'll do Thursday night. But Ken Halstead, former Coon Rapids yeah. Bear, Ken Halstead is the head coach down at Indianola. So uh, it'll be kind of a twofer for me because I'll get an opportunity to go down and, and talk with Kent. Yeah, I haven't caught up with uh, Kent, Coach Halstead in a long time. He always yeah. had some Minnesota Twins trivia for me. He did. And as, man, that knowledge, that man's knowledge is just crazy. It is. He always asks me elevation questions, and I never know the answers. <laughs> I'll stick with the Twins questions yeah, on that one. So. Uh, but Wednesday night, again, we've got ESAC, we've got South Central Calhoun, and uh, Kemper. also Kemper in yes. action. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, I thought I started with Kemper. Yeah, Lost no. my train of thought there. You're good. Kemper plays Maple Valley Antonoto, who knocked off Lawton Bronson 3-1 last night. Uh, South Central Calhoun was already matched up with Westwood. They both had a bye in the opening round, and then ESAC County will uh, take on uh, West Monona. They'll both had a bye in the opening round. So the Kemper game is going to be here on KCIM. South Central Calhoun games on kick and the ESAC game on Wednesday night will be on KKRL. So we're going to, we covered our 1A schools on Monday. We're going to cover our 2A schools on Wednesday because we do have Audubon and, and Glidden Ralston both yep. playing Wednesday night. And then we'll see next Monday uh, who advances and, and who we're able to get out and cover next Monday. All right. So check out the website. Of course, that's sports.1380kcim scores, schedules, uh, wrap-ups on all the games, all found right there. This is KCIM Sports Rewind. We're going to be back here coming up in 30 seconds. As athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. It is KCIM Sports Rewind. Sports Director Jeff Blankman and me. I had nothing better to do for a half an hour, so I'm sticking around here. I wonder where Casey's at today. Yeah. <laughs> ah, feel a little under the weather, so yeah. Yep. We, yeah. Get we want him to here. get better. He's got a busy week. No kidding. <laughs> Casey, you got games. You can't be sick right now. Just, don't be pulling a Blankman and getting like the, the cold or losing your voice during the playoff time, man. I still remember the year that Tom Hathcock had to go down and, and really call the game. I stupidly went down and, and tried to grow 
grunt my voice through, you know, <laughs> doing color commentating. Nobody can understand me. But, uh, yeah, I used to lose my voice all the time come postseason time. Yep, one of the most stubborn men in sports, Jeff Blankman, right there. <laughs> refused, to, refused to acknowledge when you just can't get a game out Yep, out of, with, a, with a voice that you have. So, yep. do want to mention cross country. That's yes. coming up Wednesday, Thursday, correct, for yes. postseason? Yeah, state qualifying meets coming up uh, tomorrow for the Kemper boys and girls. They'll head down to Winterset. That should be a, a really talented field down there. Boys have a shot, two for sure, probably, and Jacob Graving and Ryan North should get through a Dayton Weeder and maybe have it an outside shot as well. And then uh, Marie Day uh, should advance on the girls' side. She's had a tremendous year. And then uh, Julia Canny, who's been sick part of the year, is kind of getting strength back and, and getting back into the, the shape she needs to be, has an outside shot of, of making it as well. And then uh, Thursday, all the rest of our teams are going to be in action. Uh, ESAC and South Central Calhoun boys go to Dyke New Hartford. Uh, Arweva, Audubon, Coon Rabbits, Barrett, and the South Central Calhoun girls will go to Panorama while ICAM Manning goes to Spencer. And this is the first time in all of my years that I've got the same school in two different classes Mm. in girls and boys with South Central Calhoun. That's why uh-huh. they're going to different locations is because the girls and boys are in different classes. So I was wondering why you run. made that specificity yes. there. So, yes, so, um, but ESAC boys have a chance to make it as a team. I think Libby Vite from ESAC girls could make it. South Central Calhoun boys have Reg Potts uh, and Tristan Blair who could both possibly make it. Um, Steph Beiswinger from Audubon has a, has a shot at making it. Chloe Judish and Iris Melody uh, from South Central Calhoun on the girls' side of things. Uh, Lane Sams, maybe even the IK Manning boys, and then maybe Reagan Garrison over on the IK Manning girl sheets, getting really close to a school record. So those are the runners that, that have that really, really good chance. Now, ESAC team. Boys. Uh, fantastic. Boys. Yeah, yes. fantastic season. I mean, they've been flat out dominant all season. They long. have. What are their odds in the playoffs of, of making a run at a state championship? I do. I do they're ranked like eighth right now. Um, like Des Moines Christian, that is, dominant of a season in their yes. ranked eighth. Yeah, uh, Des Moines Christian is really special the way it sounds. I haven't seen them at any at any meets this year, but uh, um, everybody that I've talked to, the ESAC people that are following it really hard, and, and everybody, and, and they've kind of been the number one ranked team in that class all year. So, not saying that there's no possibility, but going to be really, really difficult to beat. I think it's a Des Moines Christian team. So. Any team in cross country since you've been here that has kind of come close to what ESAC has done this year? No, no, not not as an overall team. They won every meet but one this year, uh, and the only meet they didn't win, they, they didn't have some of their runners. Uh, some of their top runners were out, and they finished second at that meet. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, a pretty impressive yeah, stat yeah, right so, there. But uh, otherwise, they have, uh, they've won and, and dominated pretty much every meet that they've been at this year. In fact, uh, up at the uh, Twin Lakes Conference meet the other day, they went one, two, and three on the individual <laughs> side of things. So that's just unbelievable. Yep. All right, we're going to talk football here. Let's talk about the teams that made the playoffs for this Friday night to give us the schedules that it's coming up and uh, and your, their outlook in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Kemper Knights again uh, taking on Cherokee down at Harlan. We'll have Casey Miners and Doug Waniger down there. That'll be on kick 106.7. I think Kemper should heavily be the favorite in that one, but Cherokee's not going to be an easy one. They're in that div- district with Central Lion, Western Christian, and West Lion, and they played those teams fairly well. This is a physical team that's big. They want to run the football, and, and Southeast Valley showed the other night against Kemper. They ran the ball pretty well against them, especially straight ahead, and I think that's what Cherokee's going to 
try to do on Friday night. To me, Cherokee's just a chuck it up, you know, yeah. air raid type of offense, yeah. and they're they're throwing it all over the field. Not the Cherokee that's not that they're playing now. Yeah, no, ran for over twenty one hundred yards this year. Oof. So yeah, so a team that uh, wants to kind of be physical with you. ESAC goes down to number two ranked Underwood um, Raiders again with that big win over Sioux Central Sioux Rapids. Uh, got in as a four and four team, but uh, you know, tip your cap. That defense is going to give them a chance. Uh, this is going to be a physical test. Underwood can run, they can throw. Um, so this will probably be a different test. But uh, ESAC knows them. They've been in the same district with them for uh, you know several years. This is the first year they weren't in the same district with them. I think for maybe four straight years. So ESAC will certainly go down there with some familiarity. Uh, South Central Calhoun heads over to Loma. Um, this is an interesting one because South Central is really good, uh, but they, they have struggled against teams this year that like to line up and just come straight at you with smash mm-hmm. mouth physical football, which is strange to say that South Central Calhoun struggles with that because that's been Brian Case's forte as a coach is to be smash mouth, yeah. beat you up physically type of a team. But they've struggled with that this year on the defensive side of the ball. Well, Loma doesn't throw. Loma lines up and they just come at you and they and so you they don't really have to football. worry about them putting the football in the air. No, I think they threw it four times last week against uh, Ikea Manning and went 0 for four. I know they've thrown 30 some times the entire year. They've got Grant Bricks, who, who's a, a top 100 recruit in the nation uh, wow. as an offensive lineman. He's getting looked at by like Alabama and Georgia and Nebraska and Iowa and Iowa State and you know all the big boys looking at this guy. Uh, and it sounds like may end up going to Oklahoma uh, and, and no. stuff like. Like that. Yes. No. Yes. But, Don't uh, do that. Yes. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see on that. It hasn't made that announcement yet, but that's kind of where everybody's projecting anyway. But uh, so that, that concerns me a little bit for South Central. Not that they can't win this game because they're certainly capable of it. They're really good. But this is the type of team that they've struggled with a little bit. I came in and goes over to Madrid. Madrid wants to run it. I came in and can do both. I, I really like I came Manning's chances. I know Madrid ranked number four and I came in and comes in at five and three, but I really like are at four and four. I really like this IKM inning team, so I think they've got a good chance. And then our uh, another game: uh, Glidden Ralston at Exirocron Kimbledon, Nick Brinks and uh, and uh, Joey Walker, the baseball coach over there at Glidden, going to be having the coverage there on KKRL. Uh, this is one of those old school matchups, man, from ten years ago. Uh, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's going to be fun. I, I like Glidden's chances there as well. They're they're actually bringing back the wishbone, are they? It, they should. Yeah, <laughs> they should. <laughs> and then Audubon Booyer Valley should be a really good game as well. Audubon has been cruising here, seven straight wins. Booyer Valley, though, big physical, um, wants to kind of pound it at you. Lost to Remsen St. Mary's 12-7 wow. earlier this year. So their losses have been against really good teams, and they've played them well. Um, so so Audubon's going to have to show up ready to go. I think they should be favored, but certainly uh, not going to probably be the easy win that they've had in, in several of their last few games of the regular season. So there you go. There's wrapping up. Uh, that's what's coming up on Friday for and the then football Carol High wraps up yeah. the season against Boyden Hall here on KCM with me and maybe Jerry Fleshner on that broadcast. So. All right. So that, uh, by the way, uh, again, Carroll will not make the playoffs. So nope. they're just playing out uh, their week yep. nine, their senior night coming yep. up on Friday night. And again, it was Boyden Hull Rock Valley that made the decision. Yes. They didn't want to move the start time, forcing Kemper to move down to Harlan. Down to Harlan. Yep. So so hopefully it sounds like next year won't have these issues because, well, for one, 
Carroll High would be on the road in week nine, and then mm-hmm. the, the stadium would be empty. So Yeah. All right. KCIM Sports uh, Rewind All-Star Festivities. You've got that lined up for the fall sports season. You betcha. Um, again, that's going to be coming up Saturday, November 4th, out at the Carroll High School Gym. Uh, doors will open about 1245. Events will start at 1 o'clock that day. We're going to have a lot of fun things. Volleyball games, passing, not passing, for passing with a football competition. We had something built. Football kids loved it last year. Volleyball girls wanted to do it, so now we're going to let the volleyball girls do it this year but lots of fun things free event open to the public come on out we'll announce all of the kids that are invited and the coaches that are invited this coming monday so less than a week and then uh, coming up on the 31st we'll announce the all rewind teams all right so it's funny how the other team you know if you're in one sport you want to participate in the other sport yes like the three-point shooting contest for the wrestlers and things like that. Now the, yes. Now the girls want to take on the, the football passing contest. Yeah. So yeah. You know More what? power to them. Yeah, man. absolutely. And even the basketball kids last year said that they'd rather do dodgeball. So, you know, <laughs> I, I think we're going to stay with the basketball all-star game for the, for them. But, uh, you know, they see the wrestlers out there playing dodgeball, and they it looks kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it looks dangerous, honestly. It does. All right, trivia question this week was the, uh, the longest Major League postseason series win drought. So winning a series active what's your guess on this one probably going to be totally wrong but just going to make a guess here with the baltimore orioles no nope. okay. no nope. they weren't even uh, actually on, this on the list so did no. they win that one in 20 like 2017 i know they made they the must playoffs have. then they must have yeah uh and stuff um my reds there you go. Uh, Cincinnati they, they, Reds, Cincinnati. 28 years since they have yeah. won a playoff series. Yeah, I knew it had been a long time. Mid-90s uh, Yeah, is what we're talking about there. The yeah. other teams on the list, Chicago White Sox. Okay. Uh, they said about 20, 2006 they won the World Series, yep. I think it was. Yep. So it's been 18 years. They're second on the list. And the Los Angeles Angels, 2010, with Mike Trout's, Trout's. been on that team. Yeah. Shohei Otani's been on that team. Still Albert nothing. Pujols. Yeah. Yeah, they've had that, some. That's crazy. That, yeah. that That's the stat here this morning. Reds haven't won a World Series since 1990. Let me rephrase they, that. Yeah. Jeff Blankman's Cincinnati Reds <laughs> have not won in 28 years. Since my twins are off that list, yes. I, I can now celebrate. Yeah. Reds that, were so. my second choice. They were actually my first choice until you ask. And then I'm like, ah, <laughs> I was trying to think of maybe Baltimore. So. See, I, since I missed last week's show, I've been hanging on to that question for Good two for weeks. you. So there you go. KCIM Sports Rewind for this week. Western Iowa's news and classic hit station.